It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into your daily source for the Cincinnati Reds throughout the offseason. This is the Locked On Reds podcast, and I'm your host, Jeff Carr. And here we go. Ah, yes, let's go indeed. Welcome in to the Lockdown Reds podcast. It is a Wednesday. Happy Hump Day! Everyone has reported to spring training. I man, I am excited. I don't know about you, but the entire team is in Goodyear, Arizona. They are going through workouts. They are doing batting practice, fielding practice, pitching practice, all of the practices. And the first spring training game is this Saturday. Baseball. Ah, I love it. I hope you do too. Welcome into the Locked On Reds podcast. On today's show, I'm going to exude excitement. All right, we're, we're, we're going to get into And you know what? We're not going to talk about the whole cheating scandal thing that everyone else is talking about. We're going to look at some players. Today, I want to start with our man, Sonny Gray. We're going to take a deep dive into him on the podcast looking forward to this upcoming season and we've got the reds killer of the day later on in the show make sure before we get into all that though that you're subscribed on whatever platform you're listening to follow me on twitter and you know the lockdown reds line number all that good stuff remember it all uh we'll probably go over it later in the show but for now let's do a little bit of news right now So I'm really excited to tell you, I'm just excited today, but I'm excited to tell you that A. Eugenio Suarez is progressing. It says progress is just coming. This is Mark Sheldon talking on MLB.com. The progress keeps coming. He's now swinging with one hand, taking hacks with one hand with the bat, and he's taking ground balls. And shout out to Beetle Dave out in Sun City, Arizona. He was sending me different uh, video clips and things of that nature as he gets to go and see the workouts there in Arizona. I'm very jealous of you, by the way, Dave. Thank you for the videos, but I'm jealous of you because it's like 20 degrees out here in Cincinnati, the wonderful Queen City. We are freezing. And everyone in Arizona is having a good time. But, hey, that's why you get out there. By the way, shout out to our title sponsor, Arizona Tourism. Uh, That's why you get out to Arizona. The best way to do that is visit Arizona.com slash spring train. You can book everything from there. You get your hotel, get your tickets to the games. and And you know what's great about Cactus League Spring Trade. I don't know if you guys have uh, subscriptions to The Athletic or anything like that. You can check out... uh, they had this great panel of beat writers for different ball clubs. C. Trent was on this panel, 
But they were all talking about the differences between covering Florida teams and the Grapefruit League and covering Arizona teams and the Cactus League. And everyone wants to be in Arizona. You should too. I know I want to be. We can check out Cactus League action via visitarizona.com slash spring train because everything is so close together. It's all within a 50-mile radius of the greater Phoenix area for all 15 Major League Ball clubs and 10 stadiums in the Cactus League. The best way to get there, visitarizona.com slash spring training. Okay, real quick, we're going to jump. But uh, I started to talk about Suarez, but I got a great quote from David Bell. I want to do that, and then we'll jump into today's focus of Sonny Gray. The quote from David Bell, and and I'm going to try and give us a quote a day, like, you know, a quote from Goodyear per day and this is our quote of the day this is from david bell he says once the shoulder talking about a eugenio suarez once the shoulder is cleared and ready to go if he has the rest of his body cleared and ready then it'll happen talking about gino being ready for opening day and getting back in the starting lineup i think everything is pointing toward that i i I said that whenever they first announced the surgery and i have seen nothing but good things coming out of suarez's quick rehab from the surgery i think we'll be okay for opening day this is all confusing why do i have to keep learning new things so today i wanted to talk about sunny gray i don't know if you got the chance to read the article is on mlb.com talking about him pitching with comfort now it's something that kind of slipped my mind to be honest with you that back last september he actually had a procedure to remove bone chips from his throwing elbow He had right elbow surgery to remove the bone chips. And before that, he constantly heard popping coming from his elbow as he threw. And, you know, if if you've been a baseball fan for long, obviously popping not a good sign in your throwing arm sometimes can mean that you need Tommy John surgery. He didn't. It was just bone chips, something that they didn't have to do the good old TJ surgery. So Sonny Gray is ready. He's uh, pitching and ramping up his rehab and all that good stuff. But he said that in this article, talking about how he feels now compared to the past, he pitched for multiple years with elbow stiffness. And he thinks that it stems from those elbow bone chips. The bone chips in his elbow—it's something that is phenomenal. Because think about how good he was last year. He was so awesome, especially for a long stretch during that season. He almost looked unhittable. And we're—and there's lots of folks. You know, I, I remember I brought up the whole idea of Luis Castillo being unfairly ranked in MLB.com's ranking of opening day starters. And some people argue that, well, he's not even going to be the opening day starter. It's going to be Sonny Gray because Sonny Gray is better than Luis Castillo. Which, by the way, it's a good problem to have this discussion. We're going to have this discussion quite a bit through spring training. But Sonny Gray was amazing last season. Finished seventh in the Cy Young voting. And this is after everyone was, you know, doubted the deal that the Reds made to trade with the Yankees, and here we are, we've got ace 1B 
with Sonny Gray. And I think he's going to be just as good this season, if not better, thanks to this surgery. He talked about, you know, he pitched with stiffness for multiple years. And now, as he's going through his rehab and ramping up for the season, he doesn't feel that anymore. And it's interesting because despite that discomfort, despite the physical ailment that he had to go through, Derek Johnson and Caleb Cotham still made him better. The year before coming to the Reds, his curveball RPM, so that how much spin he could put on his best pitch, was at 2,852 uh, revolutions per minute, which that's kind of a crazy number. It's kind of hard to imagine just how good that is, but it increased. So that was the year before. Last season, it was up to 2,983. So it was up over 140 RPMs. That's awesome. I mean, I don't fully understand that, but I know that it's good. Then, something I do understand, you look at his strikeout percentage. In 2018, it was 21.1%. In 2019, it was 29%. Something else I understand, expected batting average. That's his overall body of work. What hitters should have been hitting against him went down from 252 in 2018 to 212 in 2019. You know what that tells me? He wasn't getting lucky. He was just pitching lights out. He's not going to regress. I think he's going, I mean, you know, to say he's going to have the exact same ERA, if not better, that's kind of foolhardy. There's lots of things that go into that, but at the same token, He's not shown any signs that that was a lucky number last year. I I think he's going to be just as good as advertised this season. And I love this, a quote from him, and I know we already did a quote of the day, but we're talking about Sonny real quick. I I love this quote that he was talking about. You know, Mark Sheldon asked him about what the front office had done over the offseason, and this is what Sonny had to say. He said, on paper, we're pretty good, but it's up to us. The front office has done everything we could ask as players thus far to go out and get veteran guys, really good ball players. They've held their own and committed to a direction. It's up to us to take that and run with it. And I'm pretty sure, I mean, just looking at the way, and I know that to go too crazy with thinking about uh, players arriving to training camp at any specific time means anything in the long run, but the fact that most of the team was there early. I mean, Joey Votto never shows up early, but the fact that everyone was pretty much there already before they were supposed to report just shows how dedicated and how ready for this season the Reds are. It's it's phenomenal. I'm so excited about this. Oh my goodness. Real quick, before uh, here coming up, we've, we've got Reds killer of the day, but I want to jump into today's fantasy minute brought to you by league commission. Who better to talk about, but our man, Sonny Gray. I've already kind of talked about his health. The fact that it's better. The fact that he is feeling good about this season. We look at last year, he was one of the best fantasy pitchers that you could have had, and I'm sure you got him at a value. I, I 
doubt you took him in the first five rounds. I am seeing a lot of analysis now saying that you better take him in one of the first five rounds. If you want Sonny Gray on your team, he's going to be a top five round pick. He's going to go that high. There's lots of people that are saying that he can be worth even more than that. So look at what he did last year. There's not going to be a ton of regression there. He's going to be one of your top pitchers on your team. Take him in one of the top five rounds. And that is your Fantasy Minute brought to you by League Commish. What are you doing for the game? Whether the casual follower, the tweets everything, the beginner, the diehard, the stat nerd, the smack talker, the appetizer guy, that couldn't care less, or that makes everything into a competition person, we all have our place in the sports world. The same personalities apply to fantasy sports, and League Commish exists to ensure your fantasy sports experience is the best one for you. We match managers to leagues as we lay the foundation for your new league. It's as easy as sign up with your preferences, get matched, and approve of that match before any commitment on your end. Sign up with League Commish by February 29th and receive 15% off by entering the code Locked On in the referred by section of the sign-up form. The first 25 people to sign up using our code receive their first match for free. What are you doing for the game? Find your next fantasy sports league at leaguecommish.com. Coming up here, Ken and I are going to break down the Reds killer of the day. This guy, it's kind of hilarious because you may not remember him off the top of your head, but the numbers that Ken is about to present to you is just hilariously, it's, it's the essence of why this guy is a Reds killer. And without going too crazy into it, let's jump into the segment. For our next Reds killer of the day, we are looking into the outfield this time. Infield's all set. Today, we're looking out in left field. And when it comes to the left fielders of yesteryear who have done well, against the Reds, who is the one who stands out the most to you, Ken? Uh, we've got a rookie of the year for the Pittsburgh Pirates um, starting in left field for us, and that's Jason Bay. Um, Jason <laughs> Bay was a good hitter um, with a slash line of 266, 360, 481. Um, but against the Reds, over 374 plate appearances, 332, 404, 622 for an OPS of 1026. And that's, I mean, with the Pirates and the Mets, um, he would he would come into Great American Ballpark and just crush the Reds. 622? He, he slugged 622 for his career <laughs> against the Reds uh, over, over uh, about three and a half months worth of baseball, 375 plate appearances. I think that is legally called assault. That is rough. My goodness. Oh I, man. When I think of when I think of Jason Bay, I always remember it it seemed like he was in every trade rumor 
for the majority of his career, I felt like he moved around. But you're right. It's like every time he came up to the plate against a Reds pitcher, you just you cringed. Sometimes you closed your eyes. It just depended on how late in the game it was. But 622, that is an ungodly number. And he slugged against the, um, some of those good pitching staffs in the early 2000s, uh, 10, 11, 12 with the Mets, um, and just and still just mashed. Um, yeah, that that 1026 is he he basically turns every Reds pitcher in, um, or every Reds pitcher turns him into Mike into Mike Trout. I mean, that's 404, 622 is disgusting. Um, I was not upset when he retired. <laughs> no, not at all. So Jason Bay in 2005 against the Cincinnati Reds, he played 16 games against the Reds. And in 60 at-bats, he had 24 hits. He had a oh. he had a 400 batting average, 500 on-base percentage, and a slugging percentage of 767 in 72 plate appearances. That, oh, my goodness. Why? <laughs> I mean, I think I think by around July, you just get the hint and just be like, you know what, four, four <laughs> go to first. <laughs> four wide ones, man. Yeah. Man, that. So that is, that man, that is Jason Bay. That is our left field cat. He is in the runnings for MVP of the All Reds Killers team because that is ridiculous. Well, um, I'll, I'll tease the center fielder because the center fielder is our the center fielder is going to be our MVP. Oh, and he's coming up next, folks. So in our next segment, we are going to talk about the man who killed the Reds more than any Reds killer killed the Reds. Stay tuned. And thanks again, Ken, for doing all this. We, uh, If you've missed any of these segments before, we've looked at the infield, and now we are almost two-thirds of the way through our – well, we'll be two-thirds of the way through the outfield next time. So tune in next time. Thanks again for listening to the Locked On Reds podcast here on a hump day on Wednesday. Tomorrow's podcast, we're going to continue to dive into this roster and look at a couple of guys before the first spring training game coming up this Saturday. Also, on Friday, I'll have Mo Egger on the show. Friend of the show, Mo Egger, will be back this Friday. We're going to be talking about all things spring training and the Reds and expectations and probably be happy about what the offseason has been like. Guess what, folks? The offseason, as awesome as it has been, and I thank you so much for sticking with the podcast throughout the offseason and just listening to me talk Reds and sending in things to the Lockdown Reds line. Guess what? The season is almost here. 36 days get your opening day tickets because it's gonna be a blast it's gonna be a party at great american ballpark on march the 26th thanks again for listening to the locked on reds podcast make sure that you are subscribed on all the many podcasting platforms follow me on twitter at jeff carr with three f's and at locked on reds for the show's twitter account also, save the Lockdown Reds line number into your phone at 513-549-0159. Send me questions, comments. I mean, heck, Dave out in Sun City, Arizona was sending me videos and pictures of spring train, which was awesome. Again, one more shout-out to you, Dave. I really appreciated that. Whatever you got, 513-549-0159. Like I mentioned, tomorrow, going to dive right back into the roster 
We're not going to be talking about this whole cheating scandal. Everyone else is. Well, I'm, I think I'm pretty much done with that. I, maybe on Twitter. If you want to talk about it, hit me up on Twitter about it. We'll talk about it there. Anyway, thanks so much for listening to the Locked On Reds podcast. My name is Jeff Carr, and I will talk to you all tomorrow. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.